This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. We're in full-blown baby prep mode. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know how else to say it, man. It's like, uh, you know, it's uh, it just game on, man. Uh, baby showers and got a few construction projects going on around the house. And so trying to take care of, you know, some of those things before little Miss Cole gets here. Yeah, man. Other than that, just uh, just trying to, trying to catch a few minutes a day to uh, smoke my pipe and stay sane, you know, and uh, it's uh, it, it's kind of difficult right now, you know. There's just not a lot right. of free time, but uh, I, I think it's only the beginning, so we'll we'll see how it works out. But uh, man, yeah, what, what's going on with you, dude? Oh man, not much. Now remind us all though the the due date when when uh, when is kind September sixteenth? Yeah, so we right. we're uh, we're well on our way about uh, about seven weeks away now. So yeah, man, it, it is it is game time. We're um, we're <laughs> We're uh, we, we're exhausted, uh, you know, painting rooms, moving furniture, doing some uh, little projects. You know, everyone's uh, everyone I've talked to is like, you know, if there's anything you want to do around your house, do it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because once uh, once once a sweet bundle, you know, gets dropped off by the stork, uh, the the time is going to be severely limited, and also just space and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but man, yeah, it's been uh, been really great. So we'll yeah, we'll see. So we'll see what's going on in Houston, man. Anything. Oh, no, man. Everything's going good here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little under the weather, so if I sound a little off this episode, that that would be why. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, a little you know. groggy. Yeah, you know, it is interesting because whenever you're in a new town, you got to do, you got to, you got to start over with everything. So, you know, you, you meet some new folks and, and you get a new, uh, yeah, you get a, you get a new uh, address, you get you get uh, new schools for the kids, and then also you got to get a new doctor. And so, like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like yeah, I know, right? A new just, pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> Just just when you think you're settled, you're like, oh yeah, gotta gotta figure this out too. So that that's always fun. But no, man, it's been good. Um, I was actually uh, just just thinking uh, earlier today, man, about um, the the good folks here in Houston and how welcoming they've been, and uh, and the great pipe community that's here as well. And you know, it's great that we uh, we, we got to give big ups to the pipe community, not just here in Houston, not just back in Jackson, but honestly, just nationwide and, and beyond. Because yeah, yeah. of course, we got a special episode that we're going to be getting into that is very much a listener driven episode episode just like next week's episode so we'll dive into this week's here in just a minute but first things first next week ladies and gentlemen we will be doing a pipe shop fails episode it's thrilling yeah this is this is the time to air some grievances if you out there (laughs) have had a bad pipe shop experience you know we're not naming names we're not asking you to name names or anything like that uh, but, you know, you know, share, share what do you think are kind of some fouls that you've experienced in your own pipe shop. And if, by the way, if you are a retailer yourself uh, and have got some just, you know, yep. horror stories from some uh, yep. <laughs> some customers that have come in, you want to hear those as well. <laughs> we, we're so, opening uh, up you know, to both sides of the counter. That's right. That is exactly right. And, you know, the thing is, we, we you know, we're a positive show. We always try to keep it uh, upbeat and light. But at the same time, you know, these pipe shop fails are, you know, like, like I said, it's, it's the airing of grievances. You got to do it from time to time. <laughs> so I think that'll be a lot of fun. Also, man, uh, speaking of a ton of fun, we got coming up August 15th. Uh, prior to the baby coming, we got yeah. the anniversary back uh, <laughs> I at know, the right? Can 49 we sneak in, years. Can we sneak in one more event? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, August 15th. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a Thursday night. And of course, at the Country Squire, uh, 49th birthday uh, here at the shop. And so, uh, man, just thrilling. We're, we're really excited. Going to have live music and, of course, uh, guest of honor, Max Stokeby with uh, Lane and Scandinavian Tobacco Group. And uh, he'll be there with, um, man, just some uh, really awesome deals and, um, and some giveaway stuff. It should be, should be a lot of fun. Also joined by our friends with uh, General Cigar. And so uh, Diesel Cigars, uh, Macanudo and Punch brands will all be there. Uh, or I'm sorry, CAO and Punch Brands will be there. And uh, really, um, really excited about that. So, man, it should be a lot of fun. Again, August 15th, uh, that's a Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Country Squire in Jackson, Mississippi. And um, if you're in the area, we'd love to love to have you, of course. We've been so um, pleased, so honored, man, to have just all these uh, really gracious pipe pilgrims come through of late. And uh, it's been been really, really special. So, um, man, thank you so much. And I uh, hope, hope, uh, hope to see some of you there. 
Man, I gotta love the pilgrims. Honestly, like we would not be doing the show if not for uh, those of you, those dedicated listeners who uh, who do make it out to the shop from yeah. time to time. But especially those of you who are uh, supporting this uh, show through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio is the place to do it. And of course, that's where you can become an international club member. And ladies and gentlemen, we have got a new Squire member yes. uh, joining at the Squire level. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Ryan. I, I think I, I don't think it's I can. Pretty- straightforward yeah <laughs> ryan tulloch right yeah. it's not two lock i could go two lock you know two lock and drop it or something oh, like that yeah. like, that's a possibility <laughs> two lock and drop yep uh yeah, yeah. And, you know t- two l's in a row we could have the uh the uh you know the spanish uh the the kind of uh y pronounced l but uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. no i think it, it's uh it's ryan tulloch man we are so grateful for you brother and uh man thanks for hopping on to to support us on um, the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. So, so grateful. And, uh, man, hopping in right right there at the top at the Squire level, we're just, uh, man, just really honored. Big time, big time. And, hey, if you'd like to consider doing so, again, we cannot make this show happen without you guys. Head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio to learn more. Here it is. So, pipe culture episode. Uh, we are continuing on in this series within a series, so to speak, to talking about places. And so, you know, whenever we do a pipe culture episode, we try to give a little bit of a yeah. explanation, a little bit of a background, a little bit of a um, set in the table, as it were. Uh, you know, the pipe culture series kind of came out of early discussions in, in kind of the early days of this podcast about, you know, what are the things that, you know, what are the ties that bind? What are the things that are kind of universal or at least have kind of some broad overlap that yeah. many pipe smokers, no matter where they come from, kind of have these either shared experiences or shared understandings, shared expectations. What is the pipe community within the pop culture, right? So what is the pipe culture? And uh, it has been very much a question. I don't think ever in the history of kind of the pipe culture series, and I could be wrong, but I don't think ever we've sought to uh, definitively define anything. It has been more of a research and study done so in a public fashion. Yeah. So we present the questions and the listeners, you guys kind of help kind of define those answers from that standpoint. And we kind of share that. And so we kind of work through various concepts. We've done the pipe smoking archetypes. We've looked at various pillars of pipe culture. And in this series of places, we've talked about places where people enjoy their pipe. You know, we did the uh, the man cave and the study, which was a really, really fun one. Yep. And it's impossible. I mean, I, I'll just go ahead and say it would be downright like sinful for us to have a pipe smoking <laughs> places series and not talk about this particular place. And of course, that is the place of the porch my favorite man my favorite yeah of course you know nowadays pipe smokers and all smokers were were relegated to the outside right and so uh, Mm. we had these folks uh, write in about the uh, man cave and the uh, the study you know thinking man that's nice and it's romantic and I think about that in novels or my picture in my mind of pipe smoking sweater wearing dad coming home after work retiring to his study to maybe read the Wall Street Journal put his loafers on and, and kick up but you know nowadays that that area for most of us is uh is outside and for a lot of us it's the porch right it's the porch That's and right. so um man it, it's uh it's such a special place and, and we got a lot of feedback it's really um it was really kind of you guys absolutely and you know we, so with the, a couple things before we actually dive into this you know some clarifications right like not everyone has a porch but but beyond that like what even is a porch right so <laughs> in this instance when we're kind of talking about the porch we're kind of making that kind of broad uh, assessment. It could be a balcony. It could be a patio. Yeah. And honestly, Ben, I, I would even go so far as to say just a space that you have outside in some form of connection to your house could even just be like a spot out in your yard that everybody congregates or that you kind of go to. So we're kind of including yeah. the yard as part of the porch from that standpoint. Yeah, it makes um, sense. Yeah, I think I think it's important to kind of you know uh, you know keep keep that broad mindset from from the standpoint of you know realizing that you know you, man, you and I uh, you know. As especially back in Jackson, both had some of the, like the most superior porches in, in the world. I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's an understatement. Even now, man, in the new house, like I don't necessarily have like a raised structure. Yeah. I mean, I, it, 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 that's exactly right. It, even uh, the architecture of houses is, as one of our, um, you know, commenters here in a minute will mention uh, has changed, right? It's, it, it's, it's fundamentally changed over time. And so, you know, how they build houses, uh, you know, the focus of uh, social engagements and 
that kind of thing. And so, you know, it might be a patio. It may be a little sidewalk area, a balcony, a small covered sunroom or something of that nature. But um, but that's kind of the, you know, we're, we're trying to envelop all those things with this broad brushstroke that we're calling uh, calling the porch. Exactly. The spirit of the porch, if you will. Uh, you've already uh, you've already acknowledged it. So why don't you go ahead and jump in, man? Our first one's from Jim Nelson. Uh, yeah. What Jim have to say? Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is great. It goes straight to the point. This is from Jim. He says, uh, the porch needs to be carefully defined because it's gone through a fundamental change in the last century. Today, the porch is an extension of the house rather than an invitation to the neighborhood. Although different in architectural definition, it is identical in function to the deck or patio out back. It is not no longer a place to greet your neighbors, but a place to step outside. In terms of this modern reality, I would like sitting on my porch to smoke my pipe if I had a porch. <laughs> what I do is sit on the patio or in the garage opening far enough under the eaves so that I won't get wet when it's raining. If I want something similar to a porch experience, I drive to the park, take a chair with me, and watch the people go by. I have to take a chair because no smoking is allowed near the shelters. And I guess he's talking about the, you know, the covered shelters there where seating is. He says, uh, not many adults say hi, but the kids are amused and occasionally gobsmacked <laughs> by the pipe. And uh, and that, that's from Jim <laughs> Nelson. Man, gobsmacked. I, I don't I don't know if I've ever actually said that word out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's, I'm, that's I'm certainly gobsmacked that you said it out loud, to be honest. I, I, I am, too. Yeah, I am, too. Man, <laughs> I, I think a good point there, right? Like I kind of alluded to, uh, you know, living in a 90-year-old house, the the large porch area, it's very warm. It's, it's kind of this entry point. It is a place where, you know, you sit out there and you very much are invited to interact with your neighbors. Your neighbors see you when they come home from work and, you know, they may walk over with their own bottle of wine or their dog and, and that kind of thing. It's very much a free-flowing kind of deal. And a lot of neighborhoods are not set up that way anymore. A lot of, you know, modern residential architecture isn't uh, set up that way. And, you know, it has kind of changed. But, you know, a lot of folks take advantage of their opening in their garage or their carport and certainly any, uh, any little nook outside that they can find. You know, I, despite what I said at the uh, the top of the show in terms of, you know, uh, broadly kind of including the yard or a spot in the yard as part of the porch, I will yeah. say he is touching on something that I think is, I think for many of us, at least mentally fundamental when we think of the porch, and that is having some sort of coverage in terms of like something over your head. There's a lot of imagery that comes to mind in terms of enjoying your pipe on on the porch, you know, sitting outside while it's raining, you know, so that the, uh, so that, you know, you can kind of sit back and watch the storm while you're, there is something magic about that, isn't there? Yes, sir. Absolutely. And so I think that, um, you know, from that standpoint, that is, that it's something that <laughs> ironically, I didn't even think about until reading his email, but, but that, that there is, man, there is absolutely something magic about it. And I remember my first place where I really experimented with trying to figure out how to smoke my pipe, at least yeah. by myself without any instruction, uh, was on the quote unquote porch of the first apartment that my wife and I lived in in Memphis. And that place, we had kind of a back patio area, yeah. but a large part of my time was actually on the front door which had like a little, I mean, it's, it's hard to even define, but it had like a little rectangle that kind of covered the walkway area. Yeah. Like not, not like this big, you know, uh, walkway, but like literally like this, you know, you step to the left and downpour, <laughs> you step to the right and downpour, you step forward and downpour. Like it's this really like tiny, <laughs> tiny spot. Yep. But man, like I, I had a little tape, I would bring in one of the dining room uh, chairs and, and put it out in the front, right in front of the door and sit under that thing and, uh, and smoke my pipe as it rained. And, and it was you know, just enough room. Yeah. Just enough room. I, I think a lot of places have that, particularly, uh, you know, apartments and efficiency spots and, you know, you, you do with what you can, but uh, man, if you can get away with it right there at the doorstep, that's a that's a good uh, good way to get out of the rain and enjoy your pipe. Yeah, man. You know, in many, many respects, you know, part of the reason why those moments can be so magical is because it's such a great time of contemplation. And this next email really kind of dives into that as well. This is coming from uh, Leonard uh, Tanksley. What did what did Leonard have to say? Yeah, he said, "I'm Leonard Tanksley, uh, Tank Tanksley, and uh, I'm a pastor in rural Indiana. My office is in a separate building across from the church, and I have a porch off of my office. Man, I want an office with a porch. That's nice." You basically I, do. <laughs> like, I, well, let's be honest, man. <laughs> my 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 office has like a lounge, right? Yeah. Um, right. No, right. It, 
uh, I, he says, I often sit on that porch uh, smoking a pipe and looking uh, at the church and reminisce of my memories there, uh, the baptisms, the weddings, the funerals. I think about the good and the bad news, and I have uh, I have received at many services in the receiving line after service. Uh, I think about my ordination, uh, why this church is special to me. I also think about the pastors who came before me, pastors who also sat on this very porch uh, and what they thought about. I think about their service to the congregation, uh, their ups and downs of their ministry, or if they thought about the same issues that I have. From this porch, I can also see our cemetery. I think about the saints who have gone before me, uh, the memories I have of them. I think of what heaven is like. I think about the families they have left behind. And on this porch, I contemplate the mysteries of holy writ and prepare my sermons, drawing on the pipe as I think about what I'm going to say or how I'm going to craft my sermon for the next week. My porch and my pipe are a place of comfort, a place I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. And uh, he says peace. So, uh, man, it's so great. Thank you, Leonard. That that's a that's a that's a good feedback. And it kind of goes to the point of saying, you know, not only do you have your special place, your special porch where you smoke your pipe, but also because of its particular location and your surroundings, your thoughts stray to specific things during that time, right? They kind of go hand in hand with a lot of your um, your vocation. And uh, you know, I think I think folks can uh, say that too. You know, if your porch and your pipe experience is at home right after you put your kids to bed, well, you know, your your thoughts may wander to to those things more often, right? Is that a that I guess that kind of makes sense, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And isn't it interesting? Because I mean, you know, you, you I kind of want to take that imagery of like sitting on the porch and, and reflecting on the the history that's that's around you, and and you know, just kind of I mean, man, he he kind of went in deep with some of his thought process. But in many respects, that's that's true for a lot of us when we're enjoying our pipe on our porch and kind of being out in the elements, but also kind of thinking about, you know, those that have come before or what we're working on or what we're kind of thinking through. It is a place of contemplation. But I want to juxtapose that a little bit, man, and think about when we did the episode about the study, right? And or, yeah. or rather the, um, you know, the, the man cave versus the study and that sort of thing. Right, right. You know, the a lot of kind of the the thought and the imagery surrounding the study was more about relaxing and kind of like you know letting your hair down so to speak kind of let you know taking the taking the weight of the day off and just kind of like breathing for a minute you know just like yeah you know here in, in your safe space so to speak whereas the porch it's interesting because there's also very much a relaxing element of sitting out on your porch of course but it's almost like you're going there not necessarily to work but to think and yep. I, I love this. I think this was such a great, uh, uh, I mean, just honestly, almost like a very um, kind of a, a, per, a personal sharing of, of kind of that what that thought process looks like for Leonard. And so thanks so much for yeah. that. And, and and if you think about it, too, uh, his particular experience with the porch, it goes hand in hand with uh, the reason a lot of folks get into the pipe to begin with, right? Uh, talking mm-hmm. about, you know, that sense of legacy, sense of place, sense of timelessness, connectivity to the past, romanticism, and, um, you know, giving meaning to something that's mundane and everyday. I mean, I, I think um, I, I think pipe smokers in general would uh, would identify with that. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff, Leonard. Thanks for, thanks for your comments, man. All right. So, you know, one of the things that he really focused on is kind of that that personal experience of being on the the porch and everything. And one of the things that that we have to acknowledge, of course, when you're uh, when you're talking about the porch, is that it is definitively while while we are kind of thinking broadly, the one thing that is universal is that it's outside. And so with that comes a lot of different challenges as well. As uh, Cody Dewitt, uh, what? <laughs> is, uh, is <laughs> Dewitt, Cody uh, writes it and, and shares his experience. Of course, now Cody's up in Michigan. Yeah, uh, and so uh, man, what did Cody have to say? <laughs> the porch is my main place of respite to escape the day today and enjoy my pipe. Unfortunately, living in Michigan makes the porch somewhat in inhabitable during the winter months, so I'm limited to enjoying my pipe to the fullest during the fall, spring, and summer. This In the last Pipe Places episode, it was mentioned that when we are a slave to the weather, we cannot make pipe smoking a part of our ritual, which on those snowy days I wholeheartedly agree with. But I oft contest that thought on nights where the air is still. The Edison esque hipster string lights are in full display (laughs) and i could sit back in the quiet and indulge with a most contemplative friend my pipe the joy that is found on a perfect night to smoke a pipe outweighs the time spent smoking inside during the cold season it realigns my thought 
of the pipe as a habit and more so as an indulgence and a gift. With that said, the porch for me is a place to unwind, to reflect on life, and to simply relax. These moments are made especially more precious when juxtaposed to the blistering climate that can be West Michigan winters. Each pipe out there is a gift, and it keeps me from taking the hobby for granted. End pipe places topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he also included a bunch of uh, pictures. And, you know, actually, Cody was not alone in this, man. We got almost every single email that we got came with a bunch of different pictures of everybody enjoying yeah. their pipes on their porches. Yeah. I think that there is, you know, it's it's like, this is kind of like a, it's like a showcasing kind of like, oh, hey, this is actually where I smoke my pipe. And this for a is lot my of people, spot. Yeah, it's where, it's where I smoke my pipe. It's also where I listen to Country Squire Radio. So <laughs> it's also really interesting to, uh, That's awesome. to know that a lot of y'all are even right now just sitting on your porch. No, but Cody brings up some really good points here, man, especially with the weather being such a big you know, uh, playing such a, a vital role into whether or not you can even enjoy uh, your porch. I do like that, uh, you know, there is something to be said with clinging to the pipe in the midst of the winter cold and that yeah. sort of thing. But for the, for those of us down here, man, it's it's the exact opposite. We The, the heat of summer <laughs> can sometimes keep us from our porch. That's exactly right, man. And the mosquitoes too, right? Yeah. Our, um, oh, our, don't our, even get me started. Our little friends. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's true, right? So, we are we do have this kind of this uh, seasonal calendar that we go by the uh, you know pipe smoking calendar uh, someone ought to make one of those that's a really good good points kind of like this liturgical no calendar no you know that you know? Brian Levine <laughs> Brian Levine would pose for it and it would be just terrible oh no that's right yeah I forgot that that would be right right we, we struggle enough as a community the last thing we need is uh, is that to go public right <laughs> yeah that'd be, that's, that's awful man awful. no it's it, there's something about though those uh, those seasons where you do um, you do finally get to get back out there and it makes you appreciate uh, you know what you're missing that much more so yeah it, here in Mississippi we are in that season where you know a lot of our pipe smokers have kind of put their pipe up for a couple months we've got the the pipe smokers that are once a week maybe you know a few times a month and and this is the time of year that they'll put their pipe up and uh, you know we won't see them maybe until September October you know maybe closer to football season our diehard uh, pipe enthusiasts uh, you know we're we're every day all day and uh, man, just the the weather, you know, forget about it. We're all in. <laughs> well, so you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the the mosquitoes playing a, a role here. Now, in Houston, man, I, this is obviously you know it's true in Jackson as well. But it's something I've never really noticed in Jackson. It wasn't until I moved here and started yeah. enjoying the the back patio, which is predominantly uncovered. You know, around that hour, right as the sun starts going down. Uh, we, we get bats like we got tons and tons of bats and it's a really it's a really awesome like like time to get out and just like enjoy your your backyard or, or you know the back patio and, and smoke the pipe because the mosquitoes run for their lives because all these bats are coming in to eat them right really and so that's you get, crazy man. yeah yeah that's so that's it's interesting i yeah i would i would think like oh there's bats outside run run for the hills run <laughs> no man it's it's like nature is fascinating right like they're like that's the whole because the reason <laughs> they come out they feed at this point and so all the bugs are running away and uh and you know the great thing is at first i was a little bit freaked out by because the bats would literally like swoop down into yeah. the back patio like right in front of where we were sitting yeah i'm like uh you know i know i know i know <laughs> if one bites me i can't turn into a vampire like that's that's just fiction but do they bite like do they actually still yeah attack you'll you? get rabies and die right <laughs> yeah and so you know i looked it up and no they don't they don't attack people they're going for the bugs and so um but it is it is wild though because like it is such a, a beautiful time to be out at night because it's yeah. right when the sun's going down it starts getting dark you get the the bats flying all around and, and with all their little squeaks and screeches but there's absolutely it's so creepy yeah no but the mosquitoes, mosquitoes go hide right yeah <laughs> right. that's fine that is one thing about my porch you know that uh is nice and i, th- I think your old porch here in in, uh, in the neighborhood also you know it's kind of high up off the ground and so oh, yeah, uh, yeah. kind of helps with some of that you know one thing uh, you know if you're around if you're if your porch or your patio is kind of lower then you'll have these uh, you know mosquitoes that uh, might be in the bushes that are surrounding you and that kind of thing and um, you know and that's when you have to intermingle your puffs with spraying bug spray on yourself or, or maybe the <laughs> yeah, aroma of, 
tobacco. Yeah, well, exactly. Maybe I, actually, someone mentioned that one time. Can you put that? But like, I don't recommend it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, let's not. But you know, the the aroma of your pipe might start mixing with uh, you know your citronella candle on your table, or or maybe your bug spray or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It can just kind of mess with the experience a little bit. But you know, it's all part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt. So next up, we've got uh, Pastor Joda or Pastor Joda rather. I don't want to after after so. No, much yeah, no, we we got he raked us over the coals. We got to get it right, Pastor Joda. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this is great because you know um, one thing he kind of goes into, and, and we'll see here in a second, is is the idea that you know we we almost become associated with a place. Um, you know, in, and this is true of you know any of these pipe smoking places. Really, for him, that place is the porch. So, yeah. John David, what did uh, Pastor Joda have to say? He says, greetings. Ah, yes, the porch. Uh, For me, the porch and the pipe go hand in hand. They are synonymous for me more than for any other locale. For it is on the porch that my pipe journey began and henceforth continues. I find myself, as many others, banished from the comforts of interior life when I choose to fill my pipe. Occasionally, on the rarest of special circumstances, I may find such grace as to partake in the basement, but even then my selections are limited to the most delicate of aromatics. Even when I am with my one pipe-smoking friend, we are relegated to his porch. Fortunately, in the last year, we were blessed by being able to purchase a home that has my dream porch. It is literally the porch that I have desired since my wife and I bought our first home over 15 years ago. My porch is 14 by 20 feet, screened in with a it's a screened-in deck with a ceiling fan and a small propane heater, uh, so it's habitable in most any condition. It is a place for our family to gather for dinner, our friends for conversation, and myself when I'm looking for solitude after a long day or early morning with a cup of coffee in my Bible. We have come to call it our happy place. <laughs> in fact, we're, we have a sign hanging on the wall declaring exactly that. As my kids grow up, I'm sure they will come to associate the porch with dad's pipe and vice versa. As much as I would love to have a pipe in a study adorned with dark wood and aged leather, I have found the porch to be as suitable an environment as any. And uh, he says, sent from my porch, and that's Pastor Joda. <laughs> Man, I can relate to that a lot. Yeah. Talk about my safe space. It's like, you know, when I do come home or in the morning with my cup of coffee and that pipe, um, you know, it, it it's, it's particularly um, gratifying. You know, there's just a real sweetness there. And you do hope that those family memories, you know, as uh, as someone that's expecting their firstborn and all this kind of stuff, you, you hope that those family memories kind of gather around that like they would the uh, the kitchen table kind of thing. And that they do start to associate the the porch with that sweet swe- sweet smell of, you know, Papa's pipe that he's smoking in the corner over there. And um, that's, that's pretty precious. Yeah. Thanks, Pastor Joda. Yeah, it is interesting. I was thinking about, I, I find myself thinking about a lot the uh, the memories of you know uh, my grandfather who passed uh, earlier this year and uh, and you know my uncle who passed the year prior or yeah. years prior and you know thinking about like you know at some point my kids are going to be thinking about me <laughs> you know like and how will yeah, they that's right yeah how will they they think about me like when they think about like the imagery that comes to mind what what is that going to be and I know for a lot of us it's thinking about kind of loved ones that have passed it, it is kind of them sitting on the porches and and smoking their pipes and, uh, you know, having kind of almost that, you know, that, uh, this is a terrible, terrible reference, but, but almost like that (laughs) fortress of solitude, uh, type of place where they know they can kind of come to dad or come to whomever that person is and and have that conversation (laughs) and, and talk, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's, I don't know. It's uh, that, that got me in the feels a little bit. Not gonna I lie. know, right? <laughs> Not yeah, gonna lie just dug in a little bit. <laughs> uh, all right, man. So uh, next one coming in from uh, Jim Freedy. Now, uh, you know, Jim actually echoes something that uh, that Joda said as well, which is the kind of this, you know, um, you know, the porch for many of us, you know, as, as much as we may love the the, the man cave or, or, or more accurately the study. Uh, you know, in, in modern times, it's just not as much a thing as it once was. And so for many of us, the porch very much is that. Yeah, it, it's interesting you say that. It's like, well, it, it's not even that we can't smoke in our man cave or can't smoke in our study. It's just that it doesn't even exist, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so what did Jim have to say? Yeah, he said, my back porch is where I smoke my pipe 95% of the time. It's my refuge, my haven, my wallless man cave. I often enjoy a bowl with one or more friends on my porch, uh, but often I'm alone with my thoughts, a good book, or my iPad. Uh, both chimney and fire 
fire pit are available, but only needed about half the year here in the Southwest. With the string of ambient Christmas lights uh, outlining the ceiling, I can enjoy a bowl at night without the blinding overhead lights. Uh, the furnishings are simple, but they suit me just fine. It's nothing fancy, yet it's perfect nonetheless. Everyone at home knows the porch is Dad's favorite room, and that's from our, our good friend, longtime friend uh, Jay Freedy. He briefly mentions like even kind of the furnishings out there and how that uh, you know it's kind of set up in this comfort uh, level, right? And I I, I feel that similarly. Like I, I feel like you know the furnishings out on my porch, just the the simple wooden chairs and uh, rocker chairs that we've Hodge got out podge. there. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, right. But that that's kind of part of the experience, right? And it, mm. you know we've got it set up just how I need it with my the ashtrays always out there. It's always on my table, right next to my favorite chair on the porch. And I've got um, a friend of mine a long time ago made me one of those leather pipe loops that works as a pipe stand, and um, you know so it's always sitting right there on my on my table uh, next to my favorite uh, chair on the porch. And so it's just ready made, man. I've got a, a cigar box that's out there on the porch, and it's got all the pipe knickknacks that I might need last minute there, some pipe cleaners and emergency tampers and all that stuff. So, man, all I have to do is walk out there with my pipe and, uh, you know, my favorite tobacco and um, just ready to go. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, I've had folks uh, tweet me, text me, uh, you know, email me photos of their of their porch area before, and they they give a lot of thought to the furnishings there because, of course, you know, pipe smokers we need these knickknacks, right? We need uh, mm-hmm. places to put things and places to store stuff, and uh, you know, places to set things where we're not using them and all this kind of stuff. You know, so it, the furnishings, the uh, you know, the little places to put things, it, it's very intentional in some cases. So uh, I even had one guy, he's like, "Yeah, I, I bought this specific." shelf because I can put my pipe stuff on it, but it fits in this very sp- specific spot so that I can put my feet up on it just in a, the right way to enjoy the television or, you know, something like that. And it's, uh, you know, that, that, that thoughtfulness right. that goes into it, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting. You know, I, I, um, you know, in terms of like the arrangement right now, my, I'm trying to get my office tweaked in just like the perfect way. And part of that is that I need a, uh, like the perfect chair and it needs to be angled yeah. in the perfect you know, position from that standpoint, <laughs> which is kind of, I mean, you know, at, at some point it. I think, I, you know, I, I even think that the, the furnishing of all of these different things, be it the study or the porch is a place unto itself. And so I'm, I've, I've actually been kind of kicking around the idea that to, uh, kind of conclude the pipe smoking places. Uh, we, we need to do one just dedicated to like the, the, the smoking chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the chair, the chair where, itself, right? <laughs> the chair itself. Yeah. I, 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 I think I actually posted that to uh, Facebook, the Facebook page a while back, half kidding. But then like, as I started like finding more pictures and getting more feedback on various <laughs> chairs, I'm like, you know what? This actually, it might have make a really interesting to topic. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> four of them. But, uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, you know, one thing that uh, Jim mentioned and uh, we'll see kind of appear in kind of our final uh, um, email as well is, uh, yeah, the, yes, the, the, the porch, of course, is, some, is a place that we go to to kind of be contemplative and alone. But it's also a place of community uh, in many respects. You know, it is a a hub for when friends get together to smoke their pipes uh, if they're not kind of going out to the local pipe shop or that's you know, right. On, uh, to to whatever restaurant or meetup spot, if they're doing it at somebody's home, it's generally going to be around, uh, you know, on the porch. And you know, you mentioned, of course, your house is is very much has always been set up that place. You know, I think with both of us, man, anytime that there was any kind of major gathering that was going on on our porches, pipes were always involved. Um, yes, you know, every if, time. Like if, <laughs> if, if there was a party going on, man. Like, and not only that, not only would there be, you know, a couple of jars of tobacco for uh, people to pull from, but there was also, you know, you know. I always had a couple of extra corn cobs, you know, that I was ready yeah. to like no, pass right. around. And, and, you know, uh, if somebody wanted to join in and either they didn't have a pipe or they had forgotten their pipe, well, you know, that wasn't a problem. We had plenty. <laughs> so, That's right. That's uh, right. It's a, it can be a community place and a community experience. But, uh, like I said, uh, Dylan has more to say on this. What, what did Dylan have to say? Yeah, this is from Dylan Schlender. He says, The duality of the porch being a public and private place is a feature of uh, worthy of special consideration. On the front porch, you are able to entertain yourself, your guests, and your community. Uh, often I've been on the front porch, pipe in mouth with a book in hand or podcast in ear, uh, and just taken in the splendor of life as it hustles and bustles around me. Friends and family who join me for a smoke will be treated uh, to neighbors who give thoughtful salutations on their way to the post office and 
and on Sunday, the churchgoers across the street love to walk over and converse before they head in. Uh, The porch feels like my sanctuary after a long day of work, but it's also a fantastic forum for my small small street. Uh, You never know who you will meet or talk to, but I do know I would not have had these fantastic experiences without my pipe. Uh, Great show, great topic, and thanks. uh, That's from Dylan. Um, A good point. You know, again, I think some of these porches, um, you know, historically have been, uh, you know, if your home was closer to the street and it was much more visible, kind of an entry point to your house, a very, uh, very public place as opposed to something that was hidden in the back and and private. It did kind of, uh, you know, allow you to have those kind of kind of what what do they call it? Holding court. You know, you you get to hold court with uh, with your your neighbors, your your local friends and um and, you know, the pipe accentuates that, right? Because it's, uh, of course, the aroma is drawing people in. It's something interesting that people uh, nowadays, uh, you know, want to want to ask about, uh, comment on, reference, mention. And so, um, you know, it's just uh, it, it, it's fun. And I think, uh, you know, the pipe in those situations does, uh, you know, add some richness to the experience. You know, like I said at the at the top of the show, man, the, the porch very much is that quintessential place that, that we must talk about if we're going to do this series. And, uh, and man, we've all we've seen, you know, so many, um, you know, uh, commonalities that people have, have shared throughout their various porch experiences. But one of the things that is true, man, is, you know, the porch has been it's been this haven for the outcast, specifically those <laughs> of us whose spouses won't let us smoke inside. That's right. Uh, it's also been a sp- <laughs> it's also been a, a spot of contemplation of, of kind of a, a place to kind of go deep into your, your thinking of, uh, you know, whatever you might be working on or just the, uh, the history that's around you. Uh, and then also a place of community. And, you know, I think, you know, for, for me personally, you know, as we've already said, like, you know, the, the porch, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, like I, it's been, it's been all of those things, but I think what I enjoy the most about it is the community aspect is that it is this place when, you know, welcoming somebody to your home that this, this one little spot, it's both inside and outside. So you are welcoming them into your home from that standpoint, but you're able to be out in nature and just kind of enjoy your pipe, enjoy conversation, uh, might have some of the candles burning, might have a fire pit or two, whatever, whatever the, the thing is around you. And if you're like John David and I, then you've got the eclectic furniture that, uh, doesn't make any sense to anybody else, but, but to (laughs) us, cause, cause you know what? It's what we had. That's right. (laughs) It's it's what we had. And sometimes Sometimes you don't want to grow out of those milk crates, you know, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, man, any, any other final thoughts on the porch from you, John David? Man, no, I, I, it is the favorite place in my house. You know, it is that kind of special, special uh, sanctuary there. And, um, you know, it, it historically has been a place where, um, you know, anytime a big life event happens, that's kind of where I retire to, right? To yeah. to either enjoy it or to mull it over or to, um, you know, even to grieve or to have really uh, difficult conversations with friends or, um, you know, any anything of great importance or value, it always uh, seems to end up there. And um, I don't know. It's a special place for me personally, uh, um, you know, uh, just a large uh, area that, you know, folks can gather and, um, you know, but 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 it's always close enough to the kitchen to come refill my drink if I ever need to. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very important. That's good. <laughs> well, and, you know, and like we said that, uh, you know, that, that it's it is because it is such a great spot to have folks over. You know, you never know who's coming over to the house. You might be having some friends that, of course, bringing their pipes with them. But you might have some friends that are not necessarily pipe smokers. And uh, but hey, you know if you're they're all sitting around like oh man everybody's enjoying this uh, fine quality uh, pipe tobacco man that smell it's just taking me back I, I'd love to learn how to smoke a pipe uh, but I, I don't own one I, I don't have one uh, the pipe shop is you know 15 to 45 minutes away um, what are we gonna do well you always <laughs> want to be equipped in that situation you always want to be equipped you want to make sure you have exactly what they need and that means a good quality clean smoking corn cob pipe available from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum always That's- have a bunch of them on hand for this exact purpose <laughs> that is exactly right man well well played Bo. well played you know it's uh M- missouri meerschaum pipes of course um you know we we love the quality of them but we also love the value of them and and having a bunch of them around you know for uh, or you know handful around for those guests that come over that um man you know i'm, I'm gonna uh, have some folks over i don't know if they're interested in pipes
pipes. But, you know, in case they are, uh, I've got plenty of tobacco. Here's a fresh Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe that they could uh, they could mm. learn on, practice with, that kind of thing. Maybe even take with them as a as a nice little uh, nice little gift uh, for you to send their way. And so, um, man, just a just a good treat. And uh, of course, for the seasoned smoker as well. Um, the last few weeks, we've been talking about the Great Dane corncob pipe, um, which comes in the spindle and the spool, uh, both bent and straight. And they're both uh, fantastic uh, pipes, but also fantastic porch pipes because they have generous bowls. These are pipes that uh, are very much tailored to the uh, you know sitting down for long periods of time, enjoying your evening, enjoying a quiet moment with friends, um, you know, and even enjoying a party that's going to, you know, last several hours kind of thing. You can load that bowl up and smoke it for for a really long time. So, um, man, take take some photos of you enjoying your pipe on the porch. Take some photos of you enjoying your pipe, uh, your your Great Dane pipe. And then also uh, also be sure to, um, you know, let the folks at Missouri Mearsham know that uh, we are so grateful for them for sponsoring the show. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week coming in from Gregory Caesar. Uh, here's what Gregory had to say. He said, I grew up watching my grandfathers enjoy pipes, and to my recollection, they each had about two or three pipes top. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Also, I remember they smoked all blends out of each of their pipes, but they cleaned them frequently, and they both replaced the stems as needed. I understand the concept of ghosting, and I also know that it's one uh, it, that it can be one's preference, but is it really that much of a thing to where blend dedicated to pipes are recommended. I do not have, or I do have blend dedicated pipes, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks guys. Again, that's from Gregory Caesar. So, so man, basically what Gregory's saying here is that, you know, having watched his grandfather's, you know, having kind of a, you know, not necessarily a, a full cabinet of pipes, but only having a few pipes, but smoking various tobaccos out of them, you know, do you have to have these dedicated pipes that like only smoke, you know, English out of this pipe? I only smoke, you know, my, my super cherry tobacco out of this pipe, or is it yeah. kind of okay to have, you know, a couple of different blends coming in out of pipes? I, th- I think I'm understanding him. Uh, that's, that's the way that I'm understanding him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes good sense. And, um, you know, it is totally a personal preference. You are going to have those carryover flavors as you smoke uh, different types of blends out of different types of pipes. But uh, some people don't uh, don't mind that at all. Uh, Matter of fact, some people look forward to kind of the melding of flavors there as they kind of carry over. Um, You know, most people, I think, uh, you know, prefer kind of that purest uh, form of the tobacco. But uh, you just never know. Uh, You know, folks, I've got some customers, some of our more, uh, you know, dedicated pipe smokers that smoke their 
pipe, uh, you know, every single day, all day. And, um, you know, they uh, they wouldn't even think about, you know, the, the concept of ghosting to them doesn't um, d- doesn't, you know, even um, even show up on the radar kind of thing. You know, they're if they want to smoke a cherry blend, right. they'll smoke a cherry blend. If they want to smoke a Virginia, they'll smoke a Virginia and uh, and it'll all be out of a, out of the same pipe. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, the, the old timers, you know, a lot of these guys that were smoking their pipe uh, a lot more regularly than than some folks do nowadays. Uh, they did. They had two or three pipes tops. They, um, you know, they worked those pipes to death. If they chewed up a stem, they got a new stem. They, you know, they didn't necessarily collect, uh, you know, their uh, their their precious, uh, you know, rack full of Savinelli's. Uh, you know, obviously some some did. That was a thing. But, um, <laughs> right. you know, but in, in some ways, though, a lot of the most dedicated pipe smokers of history, um, you know, they did. They had those two or three pipes and and they just kind of they, they used them. It was a tool. It was something that they really, um, you know, really, uh, really used up. And so, um, yeah. And, and, and in those cases, you know, if they were presented with a different tobacco, well, they just loaded it up and smoked it. You know, they didn't they were, weren't particularly, uh, you know, worried about, you know, the flavors, uh, you know, blending and that type of thing. So, um, you know, it, it, so it, it depends on how uh, how much of a purist you are. It depends on how much you want to uh, make sure you're, you know, tasting specific flavors. For me, I do like to try to devote some pipes to English blends, some pipes to aromatics, uh, and some types to some pipes to Virginias. I also have kind of these catch-all pipes, um, you know, that I can uh, smoke anything out of that, um, you know, just uh, are, are good for in a pinch. Uh, Meerschaums are good because, of course, uh, you know, uh, you know, with Meerschaums, they don't really, you know, the, the goal is to not build cake in a in a in a block Meerschaum pipe, and so um, you know that can kind of be helpful. But um, and then you can put whatever you want to in it. But um, yeah, it's just a personal preference and uh you know something you'll figure out but um man those old timers though you know a lot of those guys they man just load it up and smoke them and and gosh if you got two or three pipes and you're smoking your pipe a bunch uh who can blame them right that's good man no and that's good perspective too that you know that uh while some people like yeah i don't i don't like the blending you know some people look forward to that that's a that's really good well, Gregory, hopefully that, that gets uh, gets your question right there. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week for us, be sure to send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. Quick fire questions coming in from uh, these are continuing on the list that uh, Stephen Mario Joseph uh, Cardello sent in. SMJC. Yeah to his friends uh all right you ready for this yep yep okay this is this is appropriate man cave versus study <laughs> haven't we already been here before uh, I, I feel see. i feel like yeah, yeah deja vu. I, I know right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with study today i, I think um you know it it, it changes occasionally but i, I think uh-huh. i think i answered study before i think and and i and and i think i'm gonna answer study again today yeah you know, I, I take a lot of comfort in the facts and just the re- reality that no one will ever go back and fight. Because, you know, the quick fire, there's some quick fire questions that come around from time to time. You yeah. know, like Bent we've versus straight, for- aromatics versus English, you know, all this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pancakes versus waffles. We, I think we've gotten that like three right. or four times. You know, right. like we've, you know, we've been here. <laughs> But fortunately, I don't think anybody's ever going to go back in time and like say like, well, back in, uh, you know, 2016, you said, you know, you say that, Bo, but someone's going to do it. (laughs) Mark, please don't. Someone will definitely do it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so. um, So, yeah, it is very much on a a whim for sure. But, yeah, I'm going to go study as well. I've got kind of a, a home office at, at the new house and everything, which yeah, has kind of yeah. been essentially my study. Although, again, it lacks that chair. I need I need that chair. But got to uh, find that chair. Yeah, man. we need we need recommendations on a chair. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would that would be the entire reason why we do that that episode is so I can buy a chair. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go study. Uh, next up, work shed versus workshop garage. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I would I would probably go if I had my preference with a workshop shed, uh, so that I could have all that stuff away from the garage, and the garage could be more for mm. the vehicles themselves. Um, now, you know, because I live in a really old house that uh, has a very tiny backyard, uh, that will probably never happen. <laughs> but um, right. yeah, in my mind, I think it'd be yeah, I think it'd be great if I had a workshop shed. I think that'd be uh, I think that'd be awesome. I feel like if the, if you're if you're like a handy person, you know what I mean, then a shed yeah. definitely makes the most sense. But I got to tell you man, like, you know, I've seen some sheds 
you know, I'm not going to name names or point their fingers here, but like that have kind of fallen into disrepair. Like you always walk into the shed and I, I don't think <laughs> I have ever walked into a backyard shed in Jackson, Mississippi, where there wasn't an active hornet's nest. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Like that always seems to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are people really using this or is it just something to like, you know, put their Christmas decorations in that they go in once a year? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, they build like, they build like one thing and then they come back, you know, they go back like a couple weeks later, like, oh, the wasps are here. I should go kill those. And then they never actually do kill the wasps. And then five years later, they have to get an exterminator so they can build oh, that's something hilarious. else. They're active hornet's nest. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's so I'm going to go with garage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, fireplace or pot belly stove? Fireplace. I think probably probably 10 times out of 10. Yeah. I, I love the fireplace. I love collecting, you know, firewood. Uh, you know, at, when I do, um, you know, light a fire in the house, uh, in the fireplace, I um, a lot of times that's the perfect time for me to smoke my pipe inside the house because it's kind of going mm. along with the fireplace anyway. So, um, man, it's just a really um, kind of fun wintertime Christmassy thing. And, uh, and I love it. So, yeah, fireplace. Okay. All right. Right on. Uh, yeah, definitely fireplace for me as well. Just so many different memories about fireplaces growing up, but I, I've always been intrigued by the, the pot belly stove, you know, like I've never, never yeah. had one before, never actually been in a house with one that was like actively going. And, uh, you know, you occasionally see them on like, you know, Airbnb will send you like, come out here to this cabin out in the wilderness. And it's got the yeah. pot belly stove. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, part of me is like, ah, should I, should I do this just so I can experience the pot belly stove? Yeah, probably not. But um, yeah, I'm curious about that. Actually, if you've got a pot belly stove, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And then finally, corn cob versus briar. Not fair. Not fair. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely 120,000% not fair. Not fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Morta. Oh, didn't see that one coming. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just Man, no, I, I will go with Briar. I, I do love a Briar pipe. Um, you know, there's something about Briar, how it seasons and, um, you know, how uh, durable it is. It's something that, uh, you know, can be uh, smoked for, you know, 100 years and passed down generationally uh, and continued to be used. Uh, I, I do love Briar, but, um, man, as everyone knows, we, we love corncob pipes and, uh, you know, believe in them and think they have a really important, you know, lineup in the rotation as well so uh and i have a bunch of both <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think you know I, I probably own more briar pipes but lately i've actually been smoking more corncob pipes part of that yeah. is just because coming back from misery meerschaum i had like you know like what six a, more pipes than i intended a bag to full of them yeah no <laughs> yeah. and so you know I've, I've been trying to kind of like you know uh just enjoy them and, and figure out like ah, you know i like you know what what am i going to smoke in this not that you need to with a good quality uh smoking corncob pipe from missouri meerschaum because of course right. it doesn't matter what you're smoking in it it's always going to be amazing <laughs> uh <laughs> anyway that's um, right so yeah so lately lately it's been i've, I've actually been going on my corncob pipes more than my briars but i do love briar hmm it's situational. So it is very situational. This is not a fair. This is not a fair question. I, I, I guess Briar by a hair because, and the reason is because if I'm going to like impress somebody, there's like two or three pipes that I go to if I want to turn heads. And yeah, all of those are Briar pipes that I've got in my collection. I understand oh. that. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but I have been smoking more corn cob lately. But anyway, great questions again. That's coming in from Stephen Mario Joseph uh, Cardello, and of course, cor- quick fire questions are brought to us by the awesome Country Squire Radio T-shirts available at thecountrysquireonline.com. Do you have yours? Wear it, selfie it, send us those selfies. We will <laughs> resend those selfies. We'll give them to the Russian face mob or whatever the thing was that everybody <laughs> got their stuff at. Anyway, yeah, wear your, wear your shirts. You can get them at the uh, thecountrysquireonline.com. Your, your thoughts, thoughts your, your comments. comments. Listener, listener feedback. Listener feedback, man. We've got some great listener feedback to close out. What yeah. has already been, you know, that's the fun thing about this particular type of episode is that, you know, the entire episode is essentially listener feedback. But let's see, we got one in from uh, Jim Garrison. What did Jim have to say? 
Yeah, he says, hello there. I'm wanting to try something different from grocery store brands. I'm assuming he's talking about over the counter. Over the counter? <laughs> over the canter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, something your horse likes to smoke. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, I am very new to this. Uh, since McClelland is no longer producing and the only available blends are on eBay, uh, like 1.75 ounces of Frogmorton for $190, uh, are you planning on doing something? Uh, or, or I'm sorry, he says, um, are you planning on doing another entry-level non-aromatic podcast? Uh, I actually like Captain Black, uh, but I want to try them all. Sweet Virginia sounds good. Uh, does Esquire have free shipping anytime? <laughs> so a lot of questions <laughs> going on there. And uh, Jim, thanks for writing in. So um, actually, you know, that's not a bad idea to revisit some of those old, um, you know, topics that we've had because a lot of them now are gonna have changed uh, due to the availability yeah. of different uh, different tobaccos. Think so. Of, uh, think of McClellan going out of business. Think of uh, you know the Dunhill tobaccos being uh, you know unavailable for for what we what appears to be just a season. Um, you know uh, things like that uh, happen, and so they change. Are going to constantly change kind of those uh, those top threes, those entry level blends, those those different kinds of episodes. So great great call on that. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, think about revisiting that. Um, yeah, I actually yeah, just so, made a note too. So we'll we'll, we'll see yeah. if we can't get to that one sooner rather than later. It's a great. That's, I think idea. that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and, and then also, uh, you know, the only time we do free shipping uh, is typically, uh, you know, around some type of big event or the holidays, some kind of big sale. We don't have any kind of standing thing like that. Uh, but you never know that something might pop up. So just uh, just stay tuned. And um, we'd, uh, we'd love to send you some sweet tobacco. <laughs> that's good, man. All right. Uh, also on iTunes, we got a great uh, review in from Gabe Sky Paula, who said, entertaining and relevant. If you're a pipe smoker, tobacco enthusiast, or love hobbits and rednecks then you owe it to yourself <laughs> to listen to this show accurate always love the reviews that are like 110 percent like spot on i know right yep <laughs> they totally got it. us well you know that's the great thing man this particular episode doing a pipe culture episode is very much a a listener centric episode we, we love to uh, share y'all's thoughts and and you know, uh, provide a little commentary around them as well, but, but really just kind of hear from you and turn the mics over to you. Uh, and we're going to keep the ball rolling next week is when we've got the pipe shop fails, uh, episode. So while all of the great listener feedback in our, our listener <laughs> emails and thoughts were, were like positive and cerebral this time, Next week's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> but Bring that's on the okay. hate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, not not let the hate flow through. No, just some no, frustrations, right? And some, yeah. some, some quirky, odd stories. And, you know, maybe... maybe quirky, odd uh, stories. That's right. Yeah. We don't want the hate to flow through. We're not Pipes Magazine. I mean, when, you know, we don't, we don't want not, the hate to flow through. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm just kidding. Right. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. No, we're looking forward to that. And, uh, man, I think it'll be a lot of fun to hear those, uh, hear those goofy, um, you know, anecdotes from uh, folks on both sides of the counter. I think it'll be a good time. <laughs> I really hope so, man. I'm looking forward to getting those in. And again, you can email those thoughts into show at countrysquireradio.com. We'll also be putting out a uh, Facebook post um, with uh, kind of the ability to air those grievances. But if you want to remain anonymous, <laughs> I should have probably mentioned that at the top of the show as well. Like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Just just mention. In fact, you know what? <sighs> John David, why don't why don't we, for the sake of making sure that like we're just you know completely anonymous, we will not mention shop names if the shop is currently yeah. active. Yeah, and we will not even if they're we'll not mention maybe initials. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe might miss John initials, but we won't mention the names of anybody or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, so, definitely uh, not the names of the uh, of the stores themselves. Yeah, they, we're, we're just having a little fun here trying to talk about, uh, you know, some some goofy, uh, <laughs> goofy, um, you know, experiences that you've had maybe at your favorite pipe shop or, or not favorite pipe shop. That's so right. I think that's right. I There's, think it'll be a fun time. <laughs> not trying to start anything nor throw shade with this episode. Now, we, there is one in the future I'd like to do that. We're, we're going to have a lot. We're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of emails about these terrible experiences from the shop whose initials are <laughs> TCS, right? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. This tobacconist that was just a jerk, this JDC, you know. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, owner of TCS, right? <laughs> what it's a blending disaster. his tobacco yeah. all over the place, not even wearing a hairnet. I know, I know, right. <laughs> Hairnet. I probably need one, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, we look forward to getting all that uh, great feedback. And hey, you can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Real Bo York. 
I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, John David, man, it's always great to check in with you on the on the weekly and looking forward to next week. Yeah, dude, me too, man. Looking forward to it, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. That's right. Let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.